G'day, Tate. Welcome back into your midday. Your midday till three afternoons with Steph. I've got Joey Bell with me for the next uh, three and a half weeks, Joey. Three and a half weeks. Three and a half beautiful weeks. Okay, it'll take us almost up to Christmas. I know. With Sammy Hewitt over in the States. And he said he's going to come on the show a couple of times when he's at a sporting event, which would be fun. Like if he's at a Boston Bruins game and we get him live from Boston Bruins Arena or whatever it is. That'd be fun. So me and Joey are going to navigate our way through the next three and a half weeks. And this time of year, we have a little bit of a little bit of fun, a little bit of non-sporting content for you as well. Um, not a lot of sport. There's always sport going on, but I want to try and get you primed and ready for your Christmas. Um, if you've got someone in a speciality field, like uh, things I'm talking about, um, barbecue tips, meat tips, holiday tips, road trip tips, camping grounds you've been to. That's all going to come in the next month or so. That's what we're going to do. Uh, had a great day yesterday uh, covering Cup Day at Addington alongside Louis Herman Watt and Matt Markham, who I've never worked with before. Very, very easy to listen to. Gave some great insights as well. Not such a good day. It was a day of nearlies for the um, Good Oil Punters Club yesterday. But there were definitely some highlights out of yesterday. Some good divvies, particularly race one, Cody Banner team. Uh, $40 shot that uh, Matt and Matt or Mike, Mark, Mark and Christchurch tipped us to the day before, 40 bucks. Uh, but some of the highlights for me, Millwood Nike uh, winning the three-year-old Phillies race with a leg in the air. What a horse that is. Is that 16 from 16 or something like that now? Frank Endicott, part owner. A um, couple of other really good uh, races. I thought there was the one, Chaser Dream, probably the performance of the day with Olivia Thorne getting a Group 1 win. Um, looped the field. Unbelievable run down the home straight. You haven't seen that. Go back and have a little look. Uh, a little sneaky tip of mine that just snuck in under the radar. Create time. Winning the Avon City full trot. And then, of course, the New Zealand Cup and Swayze, the Aussie. Just pff, raced like the best horse in the race. Went to the front. Nothing made ground in the home straight. Akuta, New Zealand's best horse running second. And Beach Ball, my little smoky bobbed in for third. But um, I didn't want to take away from the performance. But I said at the time, the, the race in the nicest possible way was a little bit boring at the end because no positions changed, nothing ran anything down. It led for the last one and a half laps, did Swayze, and the driver just drove it like it was the best horse in the race, and so it proved to be. And then it came to the last race, smoke on the water, running for the punters club, needed, would loved it to have won, uh, but even a top four was something like a $20,000 collect, fifth. Actually, I'm going to look for the margins. Uh, haven't got the margins back to fifth, but um, it was third with about 50 metres to go and just got run over by two horses. But there you go. Uh, but the boys will line up and we'll catch up with Louis Herman what live out of Addington at some stage today. I think we're sort of targeting at about 145. We'll bring you some races as well. Um, I'm just trying to remember when the first race is. Joey, is it half past 12? Is that the first? Yeah, 12.30 on the dot, I'm pretty sure. 12.30 on the dot, we'll bring you that. Race one at Rickerton, the ultra premier maiden. I've... I think I found one. I think I found one. Number 16, Enterprise Gem. Bailey Rogers then. This is the reason. Gets a three kilo claim. It's going to go around with 52 kilos on its back. And the favourite and top weight has 58 and a half kilos. It's a big weight difference. Enterprise Gem for the Rogersons for me. Draw nine. Not the worst. Over a 2,000 metre trip. Um, bread to go the distance. 
Um, so I'll be cheering on Enterprise Gym in the first. But I want to talk to you about transparency in New Zealand sport. And have we been treated like uh, we don't really know what we're seeing, what we're talking about? And I've been thinking about this overnight. There was the Ranfurly Shield. And personally, while it was disappointing the Shield got broken, accidents happen. Accidents happen. But they never got to the bottom of that white powder in lines, the rolled up note next to it. And they said, we can't tell you what it was. But I wanted to know, can you tell me what it wasn't? Because we all thought we knew what it was. Surely they tested for that. Tell us that that wasn't what it wasn't. That's always been a little bit of a chicken bone in my throat. Then we've had the Henry Nichols thing. And they've come out and said, like the way they word these results of these reviews, they've come out and said, it's been decided that, I'm paraphrasing, that what he did didn't affect the state of the ball, the nature of the ball. My point is, he tried to. He was trying to. There's clear video evidence of the ball on the grill. So someone put it to me that if someone tried to stab me, but it didn't work because they had a blunt knife, he still tried. If it was sharp, it would have worked. So attempting something is enough for me. And I just feel like stuff's getting swept under the carpet. And then we have, it's come out yesterday, that World Rugby have on the down low told the All Blacks or Ian Foster or someone or the manager or New Zealand Rugby that um, actually the TMO probably shouldn't have ruled on that and it should have been a try. There's two ways to look at this. He went back four phases, right? He's only allowed to go back two. But when you watch back in real time, when it happened, the TMO said to Wayne Barnes, in the run, that's a knock-on, Wayne. Wayne Barnes says, I saw it, I'm okay with it. He told him again, he said, I saw it, I'm okay with it. Then the try was scored, and the TMO said to him again, you do need to have a look at this, I think it's a knock-on. They went back, it was a knock-on, and he pulled it back. So there's two things at play here. Did Artie Savia knock it on? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. You can't argue with that. Yes, he did. So it probably shouldn't have been a try. But... Could the TMO go back four phases? By their own rule book, he's not allowed. But in his defence, he would say, I said it at the time. I said it before one phase. So I didn't go back four phases. I went back one in the play, and Wayne Barnes says, well, look at it. Well, play on. It's okay. It's okay. Messy, murky, murky. Now, World Rugby haven't come out and said a statement. They've told someone in New Zealand rugby. Now, they used to like to use the word leak, but I feel like New Zealand rugby wanted us to know about that. And when you see statements like uh, this publication understands that World Rugby have let New Zealand Rugby know, it's not understands, they have let New Zealand Rugby know and New Zealand Rugby have let that come out. So their semi-permeable membrane will work when it's in their favour, but it doesn't work when it's not in their favour, if you see what I mean. So is the transparency in New Zealand sport to your liking? And someone, Ian Smith, told me one day, many, many years ago, don't treat the audience like idiots. Don't treat them like they're idiots. And I just feel like sometimes we are, as sports fans, we're just treated a little bit like idiots. We know better. We know better. Play along. You guys carry on. We know better as our sporting authorities. I'm keen to know your thoughts, though, on 0800 150 811. That is our number. That is our number. Coming up, 
I see you, Mikey. You just hold the. I'll just tell people what we've got coming up. Chloe Knott will joining us. We're going to take race one at twelve thirty. We'll have a little sports uh, update with Joey smiling Joe Bell, and uh, then we'll have Chloe Knott from the Phoenix. Uh, we've got Craig coming sometime between 1 and one thirty. We'll fit him in and around the, the races coming out of Rickerton. Uh, we'll catch up with Louis Herman Watt with a live update out of Rickerton. Uh, Andy Thompson, who's just back from India, he went to some group games over there. I want to get inside his head about the fan experience as well. So there's lots to come, lots to come. But right now we're going to go and catch up with Mike. If you want to join in, 0800 150 811. That's a number. Talk to me about those points that I've just brought up. Mikey, welcome in. Oh, g'day, Staffy. Um, sound like a great show yesterday. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to get into this topic in two secs, but can I just say, um, the weather that you uh, were, were talked about was really, really hot, and it's been like that for the last four days. Now, your story about painting, I, I was painting all weekend, and it sounds nowhere near as pleasurable as the one you were talking about when you had to judge the painting competition. <laughs> That's like one of my career highlights was painting the, uh, sorry, well not judging, I was interviewing first, second and third of the body painting and I got to interview yeah. the models who were just literally yeah. wearing paint. So I painted a fence and got sunburned, so I think yours is a far better story. I got but, eye um, burn, I got eye burn. <laughs> uh, no, very, very good. Now look, we've talked about these guys, uh, well I've talked about the NZRU and Transparency uh, with you for a number of years and it boils my blood a little bit because if, you, if for example you were a pickleball player in New Zealand right mm. and you had um, someone looking after pickleball well no one really watches it and outside of the people who play it no one really cares now these guys like the NZAU cricket etc etc they're the self-prescribed um, caretakers of the games that we love and now the games that we love because people love it and we all watch it, so it's popular. Therefore, they have an audience to look after as well, mm. their fans. But the things they do not, as Ian Smith was saying, and I've said, and you've said, and a number of other callers, they just think we're idiots. And it's, it's not a good look because with the amount of talk back on SNZ, the amount of um, opinion pieces and stuff, etc., the amount of podcasts that go on, we're all watching, we're all talking about it, but for some reason, they get all political about it and they pull the blinkers over their eyes. And it just astounds me. And how long can this go on for? Because it doesn't seem... I mean, New Zealand cricket don't seem to have learnt from New Zealand rugby's mistakes in the last couple of years, which is actually a biggest belief, because usually I think they're pretty good. Um, and it just goes on and on and on and seemingly will continue to go on regardless of what we say mm. it's frustrating for the max you know the shield thing man that that really got carpeted over regardless of what they say is in my opinion anyway and i think that's that sort of thing's a blight on the game but as you say if they just came out and said this is exactly what, <laughs> what happened get on to uh, the investigation within a day if, if that um then all we're going to talk about is the sport and the game. We shouldn't have to be talking about these other things, yeah, should we? No, and the sad thing is, it's it's not the relationship with a sporting body and, and the fan. Um, they're distancing 
they're creating trust issues, I think. They're creating trust issues when there's not transparency. And I've always gone, lack of transparency leads to speculation. And we will speculate to the negative, unfortunately. That's the, just the human nature. And it's just building and building and building. Yes. And you, and you juxtapose that with like, so that they, they seem to be, we look after the sport and money, no fans. And then you look at somewhere like the Warriors who... You know, we. I mean, look, look at, look at. I mean, Cameron George. Hopefully, they lock him in for the next ten years, just for the sake of that club. Mm. And you think about, he's all about the fan experience. And I guess Sammy will be talking the next couple of weeks of the experience that he's going to see some of these games in America. But from one of my American friends, he just says, "Man, when you go to sports over there, including the television coverage, including the talking afterwards, it's all." for the fan. Mm. And I think this is where we feel a little bit ripped off when um, we don't get that. And, you know, another thing that crops up uh, again is look, the, the ground, the actual experience at the grounds, which doesn't seem to be catered for the fans, except you get a seat and you can watch it. And that's <laughs> about it. Mm. Um, do you know, it's, 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 I think all of sport, or a lot of sports anyway, need a complete and utter rethink but I think when, when you're blinded by trying to make enough money for your game, that's probably, that's probably not there. Hey, one other quick thing, because the sad thing is there are a lot of good people who work for, say, let's just talk about the NZRU. There'll be so, 95% of the people who work for them would be really decent people who love the game and trying to do their best. But if you're at a party and you say that I work for the NZRU, there'd be a few people there going, oh, do you? Okay, that organisation which is not fair on the good week that they put in, right? Mm. So, yeah, anyway. Um, it'd be interesting to see what other people have to say. Yes, it will be. Thank you so much, Mikey. Good man. No, no worries. Cheers, mate. Cheers, buddy. Um, just on that Cam George, I've, I've said a few times, like, I'm, I'm, I know Cam George reasonably well. He's developed as a leader. He's learnt, and he's learnt from mistakes, I think, and learned from... Listening, watching, um, acting, and I feel like he's got it right now. And every time I interview him, I've said this a number of times, if I ask him seven questions, the word fans will come up four or five times. That's at the forefront of that whole organisation's mind. And they're learning about what fans want. They're learning what excites the fan. They've brought in youngsters to run their social media and engage with the other youngsters because they admit actually we don't quite get that so they've brought these young guys in and, and I said how did you come about singing the team song with the team on the field and the crowd singing and putting the words up and he said oh just one of the young guys thought it was a good idea so we gave it a will absolute winner absolute winner but why because it engages the fans it engages the fans and you get the fan support and they'll be with you thick and thin. I just feel like we're a little bit distanced from our other sports. I've told you a number of times how hard it is to get meaningful interactions um, through rugby in New Zealand to the point that sometimes it's just too hard, so I just, I just don't. Conversely, Women's Phoenix, um, I messaged myself. I messaged myself um Chloe not last night said, do you want to come on the show? I said, I'd love to. You have to go through our media manager, though. Good as gold. Went to the media manager. It's all set up. Go. Easy. Basketballers, easy. Rugby hard. And I understand they get a lot more requests for rugby than not rugby. But, 
Yeah. Um, I'm really keen on your thoughts, though, about your, our relationships with that. Graham, uh, Marlborough, formerly Northland, great tunny farm man, living in Tasman Territory. G'day, Graham. G'day, mate. How are you? Very well, sir. Um, yeah, I agree with Mikey. Uh, everything Mikey said, firstly, on the try that wasn't a try, the part that annoys me the most about that was that that was Richie Moanga's moment. Yeah. And it, was, and it got taken away from that was a brilliant try that he set up. Mm. Um, you know, if you, if, you, if you just look at it, at that moment, that was his moment, you know, he set that game alive. Like, if that try gives allowed, we win, that, we win the World Cup. Mm. You know, it was disappointing that he missed his conversion and, and then we missed the penalty and all the other things that went wrong. But that was his moment to prove how good he, he is. Mm. And, I, and and that was taken away from. That's the part that annoys me the most about the whole controversy. Um, and the other one about the, you know, people. Oh, I said it at the time. The the um, Ranfurly Shield, um, like that shield's been around for over a hundred years. And you think back to the amateur ga- days with how much alcohol was drunk then, and it never got treated like that. Mm. And then, and then, like, and it probably was bashed around a bit. These guys are supposedly professionals, and they say they dropped it onto a concrete floor and it smashed. Like the thing was bloody smashed to bits, mate. Mm. Like it's like like, and I I said this at the time, and I say it now. Those players are lying, and I say it to their faces. Oh, if I meet them, I would say you're lying, mate. You know, and and the ends that are you are covering it up for them. And the well, thing was, get, like, I, I love Brad Weber. I, I know Brad Weber really well. He's a, he's a top bloke. But why do they put him up? And every time they asked him a question, he said, I don't know, I wasn't there. So why don't they put someone yeah, exactly. up that was there? That it was a safety exactly. thing. Yeah, exactly, mate. And and Steve Lancaster, and like, you you get tested for everything now, Steph. You know, mm. I get tested at work. You can, you, if you come into work and you did something, they test you. Yep. You can find out about anything about anybody now by doing the right test. So they come out and say, oh, well, the test was inconclusive. Well, do another test, mate. Don't, don't treat us, as Mikey and you have just said, don't treat us like fools and don't lie to us, you know. You know, Steve Lancaster, I've got no respect for him at all. He comes on your show and other shows, spills off about community rugby, blah, blah, blah. He gets his fancy job, but he's, and he just lies to our faces. We've we've kept this game alive, Steph. Mm. You know, I've probably spent six grand this year going to NPC FPC games. Uh, going to watch them on airfares for, and, and travel and accommodation tickets, and he, and apparently the NPC is not fit for purpose anymore. You're, he's not fit for purpose because he he just he's they just lie to our faces. Yeah. And they and they just they just treat us like fools. That's the part that annoys me, mate. The the game's going down the toilet, and they're blaming us. <laughs> well, yeah. Have a look at your bloody self, mate. You know, like in the in the real real world, man. Where I'm working at the moment, that you just you would be down the road, mate. You'd be gone because mm. you just you just you can't function like that. But they seem to think, and cricket, they seem to think, oh well, he. But we've all saw the videos. You were cheating, mate. <laughs> you, know, like, you were trying to cheat. What, yeah. You were trying to cheat. That's what really gets up my nose. Like they just treat us like fools and they wonder why we're getting disillusioned with sport, the, the two biggest sports in our country. 
that have been in the past, they wonder why we're, we're getting pissed off with them. Mm. Well, it's not hard to work out, mate, eh? Mm. Graham, I love your passion, and you're a really important part of the sporting framework of New Zealand as people like you and the passionate people like you who want to be have them held to account. But um, as always, appreciate your call so much. You're a great man down there in Marlborough. Never lost your Tanifa, uh dragon hat. I know that. Um, we do have to take a break, though, Graham. Uh, good that you're not being a stranger. Good to hear from you, buddy. Hello, I've had a bit going on, mate, eh? Yeah. <laughs> that's fair enough, mate. Take it easy, brother. Good to hear from you, Steph. Cheers, mate. There is Graham out of Marlborough. We'll take a break. We'll come back with race one from Rickerton after this.